I said, watch me do my shake, shake, shake. Can link that in there. Okay. Hey, howdy, hey, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to Mike's Monday Jam, the official podcast of music appreciators everywhere. Today we're going to be talking about of all the gin joints in all the world by Fall Out Boy. Let's get into it. Alrighty, you just heard... Um, Quite the undercover bop from from one of E and I's favorite bands. Um, this is going to be the Monday Jam for Monday, August seventh. It's August. Yeah, Happy August. We're we're officially there. I know we alluded to it in our last episode, but we're we're officially there. How, how do you feel about August? Em? Um, August is my birth month. Woo! Um, and. Um, it's almost everyone else in my family's birth month as well. So uh, August is big for the Coons clan. The, the Coons Fuller clan. Yes. The yes. Coons Fuller conglomerate. Yes. Trademark. Yeah. Huge conglomerate in the city of Germantown, Tennessee. Titans amongst the um, <laughs> Germantown, Tennessee economy. Um, nevertheless, uh, yeah, no, August August is a big month. Big month for, for E and, and her and, and our family, um, lot, lots to celebrate. So hopefully you've got a reason to celebrate August as well if you're listening at home. Well, cool. Let's get into it. Um, so this song in particular, I think, you know, it's it's from their their magnum opus um, <laughs> from under the cork tree. Um, mm-hmm. I would say commercial magnum opus, you know, because yes. you and I are, we're big fans of Folia Do yes. and um, Save Rock and Roll. Um, when it comes to Fall Out Boy albums. I don't know, Save Rock and Roll really put them back into the pop spotlight, you know? Yeah. You know, they they had, you know, Sugar Were Going Down and, and, and Dance Dance, and those were in the pop spotlight, but it was still, like, that's what the emo, emo kids listened to. But, like, Alone Together, like, that was consistently on Hits 1. Oh, for sure. Light them up, please. Oh, oh my God, yes. So they made Alone Together, Light them up, Alone Together, Phoenix. So no, this this is definitely the the commercial magnum opus, the mm-hmm. the breakthrough, the hey we're Fallout Boy the what? kind of thing. Here comes a breakthrough. Cool, got it. Glad we're on the same page. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, no, it's it's the commercial breakthrough. Um, I feel like they really perfected sounding like themselves mm-hmm. in, the, in that kind of lamenting that emo early 2000s you know gonna paint my nails black kind of sound yes um, definitely so this this really uh i think was a trailblazer for that genre or pop, set, set the tone set the example for a lot and a lot a lot of music that was released in this era pop punk yeah the pop era punk. of pop punk yeah Absolutely. Which people like to call emo music, but it's really not. It's pop punk's its own genre. Everyone, it's superficial emo. Everyone listened to it. People like to be like, oh my god, I was an emo kid. No, we all were. We were <laughs> all listening to, to it, <laughs> and we all thought it was special, but none of us were special because we were all doing it. <laughs> it's just such an interesting um, brain thing to think about, right? You're trying to otherize yourself as you are everybody listening just wants to, to be the special. everybody's Guess what? To. You're not special because you listen to Dance Dance, bro. It is on Pop 2K once a day. <laughs> once a day at least. Word. You heard it here first. But I got opinions. 
Um, nevertheless, you know, from Under the Cork Tree, it comes out in 2005. Um, it's their second album. It has three singles. It has um, Dance Dance. It has Sugar, We're Going Down. Mm-hmm. And the last single of the album was um, 16 Candles. A little less 16 Candles, a little more touchy. So um, all three are incredible songs. And you should know them. Um, We were just talking about it before we started recording. But there's a lot of songs on this album that have massively absurd long titles. Yes. And so it's like one of those things where you're like, I don't know what the title is, but I've definitely heard this before. Mm -hmm. And maybe you you feel that way about today's Monday Jam. Who knows? And do you have any thoughts? Um, I think that that was a, a sign of this era of, of pop punk. I mean, A Fever You Can't Sweat Out by Panic is very much the same way. Now, being that I'm very much to my core Panic super fan, I do know the names of all of those songs. Um, but if, I, and, I, and I'm a, a big fan of Fall Out Boy, but I was more of a fan of Panic at the Disco. And so, like, I know those. But these, I'm like, I know all these songs, and I know the words to them, but I don't know the names of all of them. Because I, in the time of, um, in the time of, of my, my time with pop punk, where I thought I was being special and everyone else was also listening to it, um, because everyone had one, like I said, um, it was the same era that I was obsessed with, like, having CDs. Like, it was before I got, you know, now we're, we're very much, we're vinyl people. I mean, we have our vinyl collection. Um... But, like, I, like, wanted to have physical copies of things. And, like, at that point, like, Spotify was already out. But for some reason, and dad, shout out you because you convinced me into this. And literally just this week, my dad asked to get on our Spotify family plan that he literally pays for. Um, so he's just now getting on the train. I actually think he might have had Apple Music, which I'm not here to hate on Apple Music. I had it for a long time. I'm here to hate on Apple I'm Music. not here to hate on Apple Music. I There's some things when I switched to Spotify that I can't have anymore because they were only on Apple Music, we'll so I'm not to here to hate. Um, but I think he might have had Apple Music. But anyways, he convinced me that I needed physical copies of everything. So I would get CDs and then download them onto my computer and then burn them into my iTunes and then get them on my phone or whatever. Um, so this, I definitely had this CD, so I would listen to it in full as a CD. Um, and that's why I think that I don't remember the names of any of them. Mm. Well, shouts out Jeff there. Yeah, Real, real on, home Jeff. dog there. Um, <laughs> but no, I also had a CD era just because, um, and, and we'll remember, remember this, but my car in high school, mm-hmm. um, my first car, Miss, Miss O'Malley. Rip. Um, I hope she's not gone. I don't know. We no, sold she's her just some... gone from us. I know. I hope she's doing okay, though. Anyway, mm. so she was a 2012 silver Chevy Malibu. She had lots of character. Um, she drove like a boat, mm-hmm. but um, loved her anyway. She, Her ox situation was a little banged up. It was iffy at best. Yeah, it was, it was very hit or miss. She had to like position it and rig it in a way very specifically in order I gave you that one ox cord that worked really well on it though yes the beats ox cord worked well it did um my but mom, even then my fa- actually I don't know if I ever told you this but my mom was like a little upset I gave you that cord because it was like kind of expensive and like that was before we were ever dating in high school and she and she was like you gave that away and I was like yeah Gasp. I hope she can forgive me I mean she gave me a mallard one time for <laughs> Christmas in my dream so I'm sure she forgive me Shout out, Allie. Anyway, so th- that was, you know, great chord, but, you know, it was not batting a thousand really ever. So mm-hmm. we, uh, I, I, was, I was a CD kid as well, but I never would have thought to have purchased from under the cork tree. I was more in the, in the dad rock world of, mm-hmm. of CDs. So 
You gotta have a car CD though. That's oh, something. For sure. every, all our listeners out there, all I believe, eighteen of them. Um, I hope you, uh, which is way more We're than growing. two, Woo. way more than two. Um, you all gotta have a car CD because what if you know you end up having to drive through a huge tunnel and you can't get you know where. I'm bougie. I'm bougie. I have my XM. You know, can't get that in a tunnel. You know, what if your phone service is out? Your Spotify doesn't work. You have to have a CD. Mine is Billy Joel's Greatest Hits. I have it in the car at all times. But we also have Mike. Long, long ago, um, when we were when we were little, little as in seventeen, um, made me a cute little mixtape. So that's also a car CD I have. Can Lotus? What we'll talk about that one one day? That'll be a, that'll be a fun episode yeah. for a future day. Yeah. Um, my car CD is, um, it is, I'm staying at Tamara's, um, George Ezra, and here's why, because when I bought the album Staying at Tamara's on vinyl, it came with a little CD and the insert, so I was like, oh, I'll just keep this in my car, because mm-hmm. it, it is definitely one of the best albums of the 2010s, um, and it's just, it's loaded with, with jams, and I'm sure we'll talk about that in a future episode as well, but, um... Yeah, I used to keep a, an abundance of CDs in my car. It was like I kept them in the glove box. I kept mm-hmm. them in the center console. I kept them like even in the little like side they cup were holders. All over they your were car. they were all over. I, I had options. Um, if you were into dad rock, classic rewind, I, I had the options. The cassette era, classic rock. <laughs> anyway, so not to get too too sidetracked from the mission and objective of today's episode, but um, Volodin joins in all the worlds. Um, it's it's definitely. Uh, as I stated a little bit earlier, a undercover bop, undercover jam. Um, you know, it's it's a little heavier. Um, it's got the it's got the emo harmonies, the mm-hmm. the pop punk harmonies um, that Emma so adores. Absolutely. Um, it's got the long titles, which very fitting. You mentioned Theory Can't Sweat Out because mm-hmm. that album came out the same year as From Under the Cork Tree, um, just a couple months later. So they, they were bursting on the scene. They had lots of words to write. Right. And if you go, <laughs> folks at home, go take a look at Fever You Can't Sweat Out. Look at look at those song titles, because they are massive. I love you, Brendan, but they're way too damn long. <laughs> some, some might say verbose. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'll throw that GRE word out on you. Um, but the long titles, um, and also this album in particular, is a little bit more cleaner mixed um, than their um, first album, Take This to Your Grave, um, mm-hmm. which um, is is an emo staple, mm-hmm. um, pop punk staple, however you want to look at it. However, if you listen to it, you know, it's it seems pretty pretty freshman-like, you know, it's, it's their first attempt yes. at something, it's the here's your chance, go and do it kind of thing. Um, it does sound very juvenile. Um, which is which makes sense. They only had two weeks to record. Take this to your grave. They also were like nineteen. Yeah. When which they is made that which album. is something else we talked about this week. They were what twenty our age when they were they, like twenty four when um, this album when from under the cork tree came out, which is shocking. It, it, incredibly. <laughs> like, I mean, what are we doing right now? We're making an award winning podcast. Duh. But I'm also you know like barely cooking dinner and. <laughs> like going on hot girl walks like i'm not recording (laughs) like an album that's gonna be on the radio you know so like what am i doing wrong for real it's like i just supervise ras and tell them when their bulletin boards need to be done and and come home and watch the bear you know i'm making youtube videos like what's going on 
I don't know. Maybe <laughs> maybe a from under the cork tree is inside of us somewhere, and perhaps. We'll, we'll, well come Mike's out. Monday jams is. We can only hope. We can only hope. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, no, they they were they were our age when they released this material, which is pretty crazy to think about, and it's even crazy to think about like. We're older than, like, John Moran. I was about to say, I think that all the time about professional athletes. Like, Brandon Miller, icon, legend already, you know. He was a freshman and I was a senior. It's like he's a, he's like a famous celebrity across the country for more reasons Yeah, a little controversial there. More Mm. reasons Mm. than one. But I like, I'd be like, why am I like scared to see, you know, because I worked in sports, you know, sometimes... Be a little close to Brandon Miller. I'm like, why am I scared to be in his presence? Like, <laughs> I am younger. older than him, like multiple years older than him. The boy's 18. I'm like, what? No, for real. Um, think about that all the time. So, I don't know. Maybe that's just not our. It's not our journey, but who knows? No. Who knows what is our journey? Mike's so, money jams. For real. I mean, buckle up. This this really could take off. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Anyway. So, uh, yeah, the cleaner mixes, uh, you can tell there was more of like a, more attention to detail on the production and the recording, and they also had a lot more time to record this, um, this album. Um, with it being an undercover bop, um, you know, it wasn't one of the three singles, but I think it easily could have been. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's got a very catchy chorus, it's got a very, um, you know, sometimes you're like, you just randomly hum a song or just randomly like get something stuck in your head and it's just like one little run Mm -hmm. melody line like i think this could easily be you know fit that criteria you're just walking up and down the the grocery store the supermarket and you just it just it just gets in your head and you're like man what what was it what was that song i think also like you're saying like it was one of the singles i think in like today's day of spotify um it may have become one because now it's not like they're always picking the single before the album comes out, you know? I mean, usually they pick the first signal, signal, they pick the first single, but after that, it, like, comes with, like, what becomes popular naturally because people will listen to it on their own. So I think if this this album came out today, maybe this would have become a single off of the album naturally. That's very true. I guess nowadays, like, you know, record companies are more likely to let out or put out the retroactive single. Absolutely. Like, perfect example. Um, 2016, 2015's um, 24 Karat Magic, um, the album produced and released by the one and only um, Bruno Mars. Um, There's a song on that um, called um, Finesse. um, And for Mm -hmm. the folks at home um, who didn't know Finesse before Cardi B was on it, um, unlike yours truly, um, the host of Mike's Monday Jam, um, that was very much a retroactive single. Absolutely. It, it wasn't a single when the album was released. It was like, I feel like, at least two years yeah. later that that was a single. For real. And, like, he and I, we loved that album. We were... Oh, yes. We were bumping it. It was Constantly. in high school. Oh, man. We were Constantly. bumping it. Constantly. The song Perm. Oh. oh. You want to talk about Undercover Bob? <laughs> Put on Perm. change your life i will also say like another thing is like tiktok like if a song gets popular on tiktok they'll make it a single on the radio even if it's like years old running up that hill perfect example yes kate bush yes from the 80s yeah it's like that was on hits one it's like you'll make it a single forever later but yeah i think this song could have become a single if we were we were today where it's not really 
the idea of single isn't really what it used to be. It's more no. like what is what do we think is going to be the most popular will be the first one, maybe the second one if you have two singles. And then after that it's like See what, what happens. What happens? What becomes the single? I feel like that was really the case. Um um thank you next when that album came out. Shout out Ari. I listened to the whole thing. I said break up with your girlfriend cuz I'm bored. This song slaps. Couple months later, it's on the radio because everyone else thought it slapped harder than "Thank You Next" too. "Thank You Next" off the radio. Amen. And that's just that, folks. Just but yeah, that. it's it's an undercover bop. It wasn't one of the singles. Um, uh, a melody that can easily get stuck in your head. I really appreciate um, the verses of this song um, and that it's just like heavy power chord guitar and just like steady snare from our boy Andy Hurley. Um, and then like very much the bass line matches the drums as like it leads into the pre-chorus and even into the chorus and even into the main melody. So that helps it really like drive it. There's mm -hmm. a little bit more bass to it. Um, so really appreciate that about this song. Um, and the title is actually a reference to um, none other than the classic uh, Turner classic movie, um, Casablanca. Mm. Um, can you believe that? So. The line is technically of all the gin joints in all the towns and all the worlds. Mm. In all the worlds, sorry, not all the worlds. This isn't um, Star Wars or anything. Mm. It's just Casablanca. It's just Humphrey Bogart. But um, so Follow Boy, they're they're a bit of some film buff, film buffs like film 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 buff <laughs> um, like yours truly. Um, we I think we would both consider ourselves to be um, film buffs. Mm -hmm. Um, me, me with a, a minor in film production from the Florida State University, you know, just putting that, putting that to use. Um, I started out as a film major. Look at you. Uh-oh. Watch out. No, I didn't graduate with that degree. But similar. Pretty similar. Yeah. <laughs> Nevertheless, we're both film buffs, so, um, and FOB has been known to be, um, dancing in, in that, in that realm as well, clearly with the, the song title. Um, but in that particular scene in Casablanca, it's like the iconic, um, Humphrey Bogart asks for his piano player, Sam, to play, um, as time goes by, even though, you know, he said never to play it again. It was the song that he had, um, with his love interest, like that was their song that they shared in Paris that one summer. And then she like just up and unexplicably left him, but then she comes back in because the line is of all the gin joints and all the towns and all the world she like strolls into this one um and so she comes back unexplicably but she's also you know already married with this other dude and so yeah there's a little bit of unrequited love um and a little bit of a little bit of a mess um and that's what this song is about as well so if you go back and look at the lyrics it's just like um i i'm just gonna assume patrick stump you know from from the narrator from the from the mm -hmm. the, the um, vocalist perspective you know he's, he's got this girl that he's he doesn't write the songs, though. No, he writes the music. Pete writes the lyrics. Pete writes lyrics. the lyrics. So, we'll, so we'll, it's from Pete's point of view. Pete's point of view, he's got this girl he's really interested in, and she's, like, kind of interested in him, but maybe, like, trying to, like, kill some time, and he only sees her in, like, non-public context, if mm. you know what I mean. And so he's, like, already envisioning it not working, because, like, mm. there's a... He's a little... He's a side piece. Yeah, there's a lyric in it that's like we're, you know, stuck in a crash car or something like that. So that it's almost like the relationship is, mm -hmm. we know it's about to end because yes. you're in the crash car. You know the ending. Mm -hmm. So um, very, very much like Casablanca with the 
I'm not, I'm not going to spoil it. Go watch it. It's awesome. I'm um, not going to spoil this movie that's 60 years old. For real. Um, <laughs> so, you know, just go watch it. Next time you're flipping through the channel. 70 years old. Stop on, um, yeah, I think it was 42. So, <laughs> it's pretty old. Next time you're um, flipping through the channels and you land on Turner, Turner Classic Movies, um, stop to watch Casablanca, which I do believe it's on Max because, you know, HBO kind of owns Turner Classic Movies. I believe you. Maybe, question mark. I don't know. Don't quote me on that. But... Go watch it. It's a great movie. And um, even better song, As Time Goes By. Um, there have been many vocalists and many mm-hmm. many artists who have covered that and um, circulate their version of it. So pick one out. My favorite is definitely the Sinatra one, but it's also a, a wonderful song. So be sure to check that one out as well. Um, but what's your lady take on of all the gin joints in all the world? Um, I guess I feel like I've said a lot of my lady take already, but like I said, you know, I've known this song for years. Um, it was a big, big pop pop, pop punk girly. Um, this phase that I say everyone went through, uh, Mike didn't necessarily go through. He no. just liked Green Day. Which is embarrassing which to is admit. Much, I'm so sorry. Which is worse. Like, at least... I, I didn't really like Green Day. I really loved the song 21 Guns, but beyond that, like, I wasn't really into Green Day. No, like, uh, I, I had rock band Green Day. Like, it was a whole... That's it was, really gross. It was. I'm so sorry for you. Listen, part of growth is recognizing that that, that guess, wasn't that's it. That's true. You know, so... You know, I'll still marry I'm, you. I'm so sorry to all our listeners at home that um, I had that face. <laughs> but, you know, I, I had a Fall Out Boy phase this... We saw Fall Out Boy this past week, and, um... That was the third time I've seen Fall Out Boy in concert. The first time I was in the pit, and I was like 12 or 13 years old, like in the pit with a bunch of adults. Wow. Um, yeah, it was pretty whack. We were in the back of the pit. Um, you I weren't moshing? And I was not moshing with a bunch of like stanky adults at 12, 13 years old. Um, but yeah, that was the first time. And then again, when I was like... 15, 14 or 15 we saw them and um my dad came with me and he got me a meet and greet ticket so me and fall boy are actually close personal friends what? um so we have a we have i got them to sign my vinyl of folio do and they were shocked because they were like no one ever brings us this album because uh it's an undercover banger and people think they don't like it and they're wrong because yeah. it, it slaps um that was the second the second era of pop punk when they all like had their had their Sergeant Pepper moment. For real. Um, they all <laughs> no, it was for real. They all had their Sergeant Sergeant Pepper moment, and that was that was Fall Out Boy Sergeant Pepper moment. Um, but I do really like it. When we were in high school, and I liked all this music, and Mike thought he didn't like it. Um, he called it my hipster trash music. Sure so, did. Um, I do have like all my favorite pop punk songs on a playlist that used to be called my walking playlist because I would take walks to it. Um, but now it's called my hipster trash playlist. Um, so yeah, he used to call this hipster trash. Um, obviously he likes it now. I'm giggling at the, 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 um, fact of, or the vision of you just walking up and down Kilburnie, you know, um, listening to that, your walking playlist, you know, and yes. just like MCRs, just like blasting in your headphones. And yeah. Just like, yeah, I'm just like casually walking down the street. Just you know. suburbia, you know. Yeah, so, so crazy, you know. Total to, Black Parade there. Yeah, listen to Welcome to Black Parade walking up and down my suburban Germantown street. I was so, you know, I was just so, so emo. So emo. Probably wearing pink, you know, <laughs> like I'm like, I'm really, I'm really dark. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it was my walking place. He called it my history hipster trash, but now he likes my hipster trash and he has for years. And that's, it's a funny thing you bring that up because I 
you know, obviously made fun of you in high school in our early days for, for listening <laughs> to this stuff. That sounds so bad. I, I made know. fun of you. Like, you were my bully. It, it sounds it sounds horrible. Um, it was very tasteful you, bullying. You and our friend Marco, y'all both called it my hipster trash. I don't think Marco's Shout come Marco. around. Shout out Marco. I don't know if you're listening, Marco. I hope you are. You should be. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if you're... I don't know. I don't think you've come around to the hipster that's trash, okay. okay. but that's okay. I, it's I'm, I'm sure you made fun of my, you know, unhealthy obsession of Brian Adams at 18. So, you know, tomato. I don't tomato. think I thought that much about it, but I didn't like listening to Boston, and I still don't. That's okay. Agree to disagree. Nevertheless, it's funny that you bring that up because you know I used to call it trash and whatnot. Um, but then when we had our little um, hiatus, as we like to call it, um, I actually really got into it at that point <laughs> like i had this whole vision i was like dang she was really she was really right about all this stuff and like mm-hmm. especially folia do like it quickly became one of my favorite albums of all time during our our hiatus um, it's, it slaps it's yeah good. and i just in my head was like god why was she right like i was, yeah. so, I was so annoyed i was like yeah. god. but um obviously it worked out you know we're we're here talking about it mm-hmm. now, so that's pretty cool. I think all's well. Yeah. Um, final point of my lady take. Um, really superficial. I think gin is disgusting. Oof. I don't want to go to a gin joint. They better have a different liquor there. <laughs> um, your mom would disagree. Certainly. Um, it would be my mother's favorite. It's by far my least favorite liquor. I would rather have anything else. She would actually rather drink Windex. It's all it is. That's it all is. gin is. It tastes like you're drinking Windex, and that's really violently gross. I don't know if I've ever had it, but you know. What? Well, I don't know. When is my I, life I will say, I, wait, Okay, I will say, actually, I take it back a little bit. Sometimes, I, like, my mom loves a gin and tonic. I think that's violently gross. <laughs> Um, but sometimes like gin is incorporated like, like a, like a, like a Collins, like the varieties of like the Collins drinks, which, you know, is about to be my last name. So maybe that's why I like it a little bit more, but that does have gin in it and I don't mind it. Well, it is certainly not incorporated into a Mike Collins. No, it's not. But the cucumber Collins from Nocturnal Tavern in Tuscaloosa, I got that every time we go and it was really good, but it's something about it. It was like more refreshing. And I think there was like a lot more juice involved that could like mask the gin flavor we've had a lot of shout outs this episode we have we need like a shout out button anyway so um that's that's the lady take huh Mm-hmm. okay noted mic drop um what would be your ever everyday jam for the week y'all i'm sticking with it i'm still and i'm i'm saying i'm still listening to mad season i think we're collectively still listening to mad season i would say so the listening it, yes it's but i'll give you a different clip of the song maybe eventually i'll have mad season on here so much you'll have heard the whole song on the on the show And, and that one's for Bobby. Shout out, shout out to the OG Bobby Dawson. Another shout out, but you know who you are, and you know you wanted to be a part of this. So and glad we got to see Mad Season in the same venue. Yes, together as one. No. <laughs> no. That's shout too out. Far. Shout out, Bobby. Um, so we've got very fittingly um, some concert reviews to do. Um, so first and foremost, we saw. Um, who is not the, the main subject of this this particular episode, but I'm sure down the road will definitely <laughs> make a, a um, dignified appearance. We'll say that. 
Um, we went and saw Dirk's Bentley. Maybe he'll be a guest. On Maybe. Dirk's, please. If we can only hope. Please. Um, speaking into existence, but we went and saw Dirk's Bentley in Bethel, New York, y'all, on July 28th, 2023. What, what, what were your thoughts, Sim? It was so weird. No, that, I don't mean that about Dirks. This is the second time we've seen Dirks, and I adore Dirks. If you just even, you're like, I know one Dirk song, go <laughs> see him. It is one of the it's most. really fun. The two times we've seen him, it has been the most fun at a, a of, the, of the country genre that we've mm-hmm. had at a concert. Because Dirks is very funny. It's like, there's almost like stand-up involved in it. Like, he is very funny. Um, so the whole show is like, you're like laughing and singing along and he's like, Goofy guy. he's a really good performer. Um, so it's really, really fun. However, um, Bethel, New York, very weird. Interesting. It was where Woodstock was. This is not the same venue because that's at some dairy farm or something. There was definitely not 400,000 people there. Like no. maybe 20. No. Um, probably not even 20. I, maybe 12. <laughs> Um, but the people there, um, very, first off, the people of Bethel, New York, um, it's like the middle of nowhere, literally the middle of nowhere. And until we moved up here, I didn't know that existed in New York. Like I knew there was more than New York city, but I thought the entire North was like concrete until we moved up here and we literally almost live in the woods right now. No, which is, it's literally crazy. Like we're driving down this two lane road and we're like, dude, we're like 80 miles from like the peak of Western civilization. And there's a bunch of like Mennonite compounds. people. And then like also like hippies who must've gone to Woodstock and never left left. selling stuff on the side of the road. I'm like, how did they live in harmony with the Amish people? It's so, it was so weird. And then like the people going to the concert and like, we spent all of our summer last summer up here. Um, so, like, I experienced this last summer going to a couple country concerts up here. Um, but the people up here, um, northern people going to country concerts, like, behave like they think people from the south would behave in a concert, which is hilarious. Now, are there people out there that probably do behave like that at concerts? Yes. But, like, just being, like, absolutely pissed drunk and, like, just making no... Like, I don't know. People were behaving... Very strange. Wild ways at yep. this concert. And I was like, y'all, let's keep it together. And then you hear people who are obviously from the North, like, trying to put on some kind of Southern no, act. No, for real. Because they, like, want to be part of the vibe. And it's like, y'all, stop. It's like, oh, yes, I will put on Bass Pro shirt and boots <laughs> yes. and see Dirk Bentley. I have boot. <laughs> I will wear. I will wear. I will say, I'm sure, like, in, in the state of New York and, and up here, which is another thing I didn't know until being up here, like, there's a lot of farming. Like, they're, they're farm. So, these are probably people who, like, are f- f- uh, uh, at least adjacent to farming. Um, so, I think that's where they're getting this from. So, they probably do have boots because people farm in boots often. Um, but they they don't need to wear camo they're not hunting <laughs> no like it just it just felt like its own thing but i guess i shouldn't say that because i wore a camo shirt shirt and i've never gone hunting no you have not but my camo shirt was from american eagle so <laughs> it wasn't like hunting. So it wasn't not hunting, a sponsor hunting gear. <laughs> um so yeah no just interesting folks all around and even this guy like the people next to us kept like cramping on us like they were they were kind of pushing us away and thankfully there was a lot of available seats in the section yes um but so we moved up a row because there was nobody in in front of us and so then 
I get a tap on my shoulder and then like I ignore it because I assume he just like accidentally ran into me or they were they were kind of they were kind of drunk so they I were, thought they, they were, were just flailing were arms yeah but um which we like, weren't no no, no. <laughs> but then he like shoves me and I was like whoa so I like turn around and he's like hey man move I'm gonna be next to my wife and I guess like a couple seats down like his wife was like Nick dancing and flailing her arms next to me you were a good four feet from this woman though no for real so he, <laughs> there was no reason to just like aggressively like shove me for a second and be like move we're gonna sit next to my wife so as he's like getting over the row i like you know mentioned to him i was like hey next time it would have been nice if you said please and so then <laughs> give he, it out giving out southern manners at the people who are appropriating southern culture at the if at that's the even a thing but like, he concert. he like gets real wide-eyed and like slowly turns to me and he's like i am so sorry and i was like yeah <laughs> it's okay but come on now and then like he just looked real i don't know wide-eyed for the rest of the show but um it, it was his fault you don't just i was literally moving a row away from you to get, get away, away from, from you, you because you were all over i got out of your way in the first place right but anyway it was yeah. a great concert great show um, Dirks actually fell down. It was really funny. He tripped, but he didn't miss a beat. He was no, still singing. He was as he in tripped. the middle of a word when he fell, and it didn't even sound like he missed it. And he—it's not like he was lip syncing. No. He was very much singing this song. I was like, "How did he do that?" It was incredible. It was shocking. But anyway, um, shout out Dirks because the the show was great. And then our other review of the week, um, very fittingly, we did see Fallout Boy. Mm-hmm. Um, August 2nd, Wednesday night, at Fenway Park. Sick. It was awesome. There was a lot of pyro, fireworks. Mm -hmm. It was lit. It was great. Um, They received an opener from uh, Bring Me the Horizon. Mm -hmm. Bring Me to the Horizon. Bring Me the I want it. Okay. Bring Me the Horizon. They don't want to go there. They want you to bring it it to you. Yes. Got it, got it, got it. Um, They were scary. Yeah, I was frightened. but nevertheless, um, that didn't distract from the amazingness of Fallout Boy and such an amazing venue as well. They, we got two Magic Eight Ball songs. Mm-hmm. Um, they just the vibes were there. They played a little snippet of Shipping Up to Boston. Fun. And Very they fun. played Sweet Caroline, mm-hmm. and the Very place fun. was electric. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. It was really really fun. And honestly, like I said, I'd seen Fallout Boy uh, two times before, and I was like, I think I'll have fun. But like I didn't know, like the their their newest album I do like. Um, their album before that I like really disliked. Um, so I was like, one, you know which one we're talking about? Yeah, so. I was like, I was like, I thought you know they were they're pretty done. But the new album is pretty good. It's good. And it was very like nostalgia driven. It was very much like you know playing to the 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 more original stuff, and um, I thought it was really really fun. It was a great time. Um, a so, lot of other weird people at that show as well, but that yeah. was that was a given. Yeah, that was that was to be expected. But on the way back, we were taking the shout out to the MBTA, the T, um, mm-hmm. taking the Green Line back to our car, um, and there was this dude who reeked total he, he bo. Was rank. He, he was, was absolutely radiating rank. bo. He smelled worse. Than, it was making my eyes water. This he guy smelled worse so than the Shilling Farms Middle School gym <laughs> locker room when the boys gym locker room when it came time to like switch Ew, into gross. gym. It was disgusting. <laughs> and it's like there there there's a solution to this and it's called deodorant. 
he had never worn it. Um, but yeah, he he had both both his arms up. He was holding on to the rails of the train. He was and like, so it ex- was just like, like, it was just like he had his pits out so they could expel stank. Yeah, if you go look at the post on the Mike's Monday Jam Instagram from our from our two concerts here, the last slide of Emma looking goofy, he's the guy behind Emma who's just radiating stank. And that's why I was making that face. So it's my my nose hurt. <laughs> But all around, great time. Glad we went. And so, um, yeah. Do you have any major minor chords for this weekend? Um, my, you know, start with the minor chord and on the happy note. Um, oh yes. Um, I went to the beach on Monday, and um, it just was like you know, it's a different kind of beach, a uh, different kind of area of the country that I'm used to going to. Um, and it just wasn't that hot, and I was like. It's not that hot. Like, yeah, I put on a little bit of sunscreen in the most sensitive uh, areas of my skin. And I was like, I'm good. Um, No, I wasn't good. I got a horrific sunburn, um, which I think I should have learned about because that happens to me every time I do this and I should know. Um, But it's pretty wacky looking too because the sunscreen, I just like didn't rub it in enough. And so I got wacky tan lines and my back was super sunburned. Um, but I, I'm definitely on the up and up now. Um, we went back to the beach yesterday, and I, I don't think I got sunburned yesterday. We were really good about the sunscreen. So, um, and now I just think I look super tan. So, mm. honestly, it turns into a major chord. But my biggest major chord is that um, I finally am going to start my new job on Monday. Woo! Or, yeah. Tomorrow. So, tomorrow. We're recording this only a day before the Monday jam, so. Um, so, yes, I start my new job tomorrow, and I'm very excited. Um, I've been a... Quinnipiac housewife for a month now um and I haven't um she's ready to join the rat race yes I haven't consistently been working since um I graduated in May um so it's been a long time and I'm sick of feeling like I'm just coasting on I'm ready to have a have some more purpose you know? yeah 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 awesome we're we're mega proud of you and can't wait to see all the things you do in oh, your you. cooler job than mine, but that's okay. Nice. Um, I would say major was definitely the birthday weekend. Had an awesome yes. time um, doing a lot of things. So, shout out to you for directing that that whole thing. Yeah, I tried. Um, minor, I had to get two new tires this week, y'all. They were they were cracking. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was getting to be that time, and so um, you know took some preemptive measures and got those replaced. Um, but the guy at the Firestone, he was cool. He gave me the the lifetime alignment for the price of just one alignment. So that was that was pretty cool. Shout out that guy. I don't remember his name. I think it was like Doug or something. I don't know. Shout out to But we'd be remiss if we didn't mention our honorable mentions for the week. And so, um, you know, he wasn't the subject of this episode, but he, he got a lot of uh, subtext. So I'm um, going to shout out um, Am I the Only One by Dirk Bentley because we received it live. Um, yeah. And that was that was kind of like the unexpected, like, whoa, we got yeah. that song because it's awesome. Check you it cut. out. Am I the only one who wants to have fun tonight? Is there anybody out there who wants to have a cold beer? Next on the honorable mentions list, we're going to go with Aliens Exist by Blink-182 because, you know, that, that controversy, there there was some sort of whistleblower that there's aliens, there there's UFOs, know. the government confirmed. I don't know. There, It just seems like a bunch of wishy-washy, but it seemed fun to talk about. So go <laughs> listen to Aliens Exist.
And last but not least, um, See You Later by The Main Camino. We want to shout out um, the Bank Camino, one of our, our favorite groups. Um, mm-hmm. They're they're from Memphis for one, but two, they're awesome. Um, <laughs> and three, they're your mom's favorite band, um, as mm-hmm. they like to call themselves. But their new album, their second full length album, comes out this Friday. It's called The Dark, um, and we are very, very, very much looking forward to it um, yes. because they they produce a lot of a lot of good tunes. So check that out um, in your in your music listenings this week as you wait for Friday. Well, that's about it. Um, a little bit of a lengthier episode, so we appreciate you sticking with us. We just we just had a lot to cover and, and a lot to a lot to share with y'all. But appreciate the listen. Um, make it a great week. Listen to your favorite pop punk tunes mm-hmm. this week because um, you know you have them. Because oh, you know, all had the same face, and we're not special. Right. Get out the black nail polish. Um, put on some eyeliner and and crank some Infinity on high. You know. Sick. Awesome. Have a wonderful week. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next week. Roll Tide.